So, uh, by show of hands, uh, how many of you, uh, either you felt this before or in this moment, you just feel like your life is just being sucked out of you? Nope. Any of you feel that? Raise of hands. My awesome. hands up. I see that hand. Yeah. Actually, I can't. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, how many of you actually you just raised your hand at home? Good for you. Excellent. How many of you did it? All right, we gotta work on you, okay? <laughs> Listen, even though we're, we're 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 not in the same room, hey, still participate. So if you yeah. hear something that's good, um, give a good amen or say yeah. that's good. Or if you're on the the YouTube are are uh, watching us right now, you can just you know type a little emoji like with the hands praising <laughs> and everything. You know, that just shows that 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 we're engaging right yeah. now. Um, listen. After a long day, we feel like that we may not have anything else to give. You know, we've given so much to our jobs and yeah. to our families and to our friends. We feel empty. And life in itself can be very exhausting. Yeah. Um, but now that you've added this pandemic and this chaos, it, it gets even more extreme. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I'm, if anyone knows me, I'm the type of person that's just very anxious by nature. Yep. I've always been like this ever since I was a kid. I've, I always just naturally think of all the worst case possible scenarios that could happen. And so, you know, with everything going on with this pandemic, it's really been hard to keep my anxiety like at a base level and to not lose it and get derailed over little things. And I found myself getting triggered just last week mm -hmm. when we were making breakfast for the boys, we were making pancakes and Mike used a generous amount of syrup and when he, on their pancakes. And I have been very strict with just rationing how much food we're using so that we're not going to the store more than we need to. And so, you know, I just had a moment of panic when I saw how much syrup he used. I was like, oh my gosh, all, all that syrup that he's using, this isn't gonna last us throughout the quarantine, so what are we gonna do? I can't go out and get more syrup. Well, I can't just make eggs because eggs are in short supply. And, and then what about cereal and milk? There's not enough milk to go around. And this syrup is supposed to last us with the pancake and David's not gonna eat his pancakes <laughs> without syrup. So I don't know what I'm gonna do. And I started panicking over how much syrup that he used. So um, yeah. <laughs> to say all that, Megan is very thankful for this uh, time of fasting. Yeah. Because I'm not eating all the food that we've kind of hoarded yes, for this quarantine. Definitely. And I didn't hoard, just... Prepared, <laughs> just prepared, but yeah. So here, here, here's what here's what we want to do. We want to do just an analogy yeah. and an illustration. And we we saw another pastor do this, and we thought, wow, this, this I, we really feel like that this really helps um, get the idea across of getting to this ultimate question and answer. Yeah. You know, what does a kingdom-minded household look like, and what does it mean to have a kingdom-minded mindset? So imagine that this picture, all right, it represents everything that is in your heart. Uh, in your heart, you have your, your passions, your desire, desires, all of your energy. You know, your, your heart, everything flows from your heart. And that's what your heart is so important. That's why it even says in Proverbs 4.23, guard your heart for it is the wellspring of life. Yeah. You know, I love in another translation that says it determines the course of your life. Yeah. So obviously God wants us to be able to protect what's inside of our heart. Even Jesus talked about uh, our heart. You know, it, there's a conversation that happens with him and the uh, Pharisees. And it's a funny time because actually the Pharisees are complaining because the disciples didn't wash their hands before they started eating. But this is what it says in, in Matthew chapter 15 and verse 17 and 19. It says, don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of the person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them. Mm. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts. That's murder, uh, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, et cetera, et cetera. And so here, here this is your heart, heart. 
all of your actions, all of your words, all of your thoughts, both good and bad, they're filtered through what's inside of your heart. Mm -hmm. And so imagine with this picture, it represents everything inside of you, full of passion, full of joy, full of love and life. And let's give an example. So last Sunday, uh, you, you tuned in for, for the worship service. Uh, man, you just got so filled from, from the worship time. You know, Pastor John spoke an amazing message. You got to go out and spend some time with your family. You just ended the day feeling filled. Yeah. And so you're ready to go out uh, throughout your week and to pour everything out of your heart into the people and into the things that you typically do throughout the week. So e each of these cups here, they're going to represent um, different things or different people in our lives. And this is where we're ultimately pouring out of our heart into these people and into these mm -hmm. things. So I, I think to myself, all right, who, who is going to be the first person that's going to get the very best out of my heart first? Well, hopefully that, you know, that's going to be my spouse. That's going to yeah. be Megan in my life. So I'm going to pour the very best out of my heart into her first. Mm -hmm. I'm going to affirm her. I'm going to speak her love languages. I'm going to cook for her because yes. that's what really, you know, yes. makes her feel loved and appreciated. Yeah. And then after I pour into her, well, if you have kids, then you're going to want to pour your very best into your kids. So you're going to come here. You're going to spend some time with them. And listen, with parenting, we know it's we don't just want to be present in our kids' lives, but we really want to be engaging in their yeah. lives. It's not just Definitely. about them seeing that we're in their lives. And it's more about that we're actually engaging them and where they're at. Yeah. Now, listen, if, you, if you're not married or if you don't have kids, well, then who, who are you going to be giving your very best to? Well, it's probably going to be your, your, your friends and your family. You know, especially if you're a student right now uh, and you're not able to go to school, you're not able to drive, you're not able to uh, even see your friends. So what, what are the things that you're going to do? You're going to get on social media, you're going to yeah. uh, FaceTime, you're going to be able to see all those people uh, through the ways that you can engage them through technology. Yeah. Now, if you're working, then what are you going to do? You're going to want to give your very best to your job. Yeah. You know, obviously we know it's like we got to give our very best to our job. We got to um, make the money, pay for the food so that we can hoard all the toilet paper and food. Uh, you know, that's, that's why we're going to keep giving ourselves to these things. Yeah. Now, with this pandemic that we've been facing, we, we've also experienced another thing that we're going to be pouring a lot of ourselves to. That's with the news. That's with the articles. That's even with social media. Yeah. And... I don't know about you. I'm the type of person in this time, I've been spending a lot of my time uh, looking at memes because I'm the type of person, even in circumstances and situations, uh, I like to make, you know, fun and humor. That, that kind of helps me cope with a lot of things. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm spending a lot of myself. And look at this. I've already poured a lot of my heart into these other things. Now, here's the thing. In a perfect world, this will be the order that we would be pouring our heart out. Yeah. But if we're honest with ourselves, that's not always the case. Sometimes we're pouring too much of ourselves into our job first because that has, you know, we're, we're all about, and especially in this time, we need security, we need to make the money, or, you know, we, we don't want to focus on the things that are happening right now, yeah. so we're just going to bury ourselves in our jobs. Or maybe even this time we're pouring ourselves into the news yeah. right now or even social media, and, and that has just been our escape. Yeah. You know, so what happens to our spouses? What happens to our family and our friends? Yeah. You know, what happens is the people who are most important to us, 
they end up getting the leftovers of our energy and of our love and our and of our heart. Yeah, and and not like the good leftovers, like your mom made you lasagna, and you get mm. to take those leftovers home to feed you for the Hallelujah. week. I'm talking about like the leftovers where you made a casserole last week, and it's still sitting in the fridge, and you don't really remember what's in it, and it smells kind of funky. Those kind of leftovers. So we don't want to be giving the people that we love the leftovers of our life. And if we're not careful, we can also become codependent on these yeah. different things. And and codependency is when we plug people or places or things as the source of our life. I heard another definition that I really liked, and it said, it's pouring into all these different things and people and sitting around waiting for all these different things and people to pour back into us. And it's no wonder, you know, in time of crisis and, and uncertainty, like what we're dealing with right now, you know, that we can start experiencing a much higher level of anxiety or depression or yeah. fear or isolation and loneliness. Because when we, when we depend on all these different things to help us cope and survive in life, when things change in the world, when things become uncertain, our foundation is rocked. And we no longer have these things that we depend on to kind of help us get through life. Exactly. All these different things and people are limited. All these different things and people are imperfect. It's only God that is limitless. It's only God that Amen. is perfect. And so that's why it's important to seek him as our source of life and not all these different things that really can never truly fill us and, and truly help us by in life. And so when we're filling our, our picture with different things and, and not from God and not from other people, sometimes it can be enough to get through the day. You know, sometimes I can just get by. I can just skate through if I, if I just kind of rely on these different things. Yeah. But it's never going to last for long. There's going to there's gonna come a crashing point where it's just not enough. Or sometimes, you know, different triggers will happen or unexpected things happen like with what's going on right now. And when we're not seeking God as, as our source, we're running on empty. Yeah. Yeah, and so basically when you are making your, your spouse or your kids yeah. or your family and your friends or your work or these things, if you're making them your source of life, then ultimately they're also going to be the root of your problem. Yeah. And so if you look back at, the, at these cups and, and this picture, we're waiting and expecting these other people and these other things to be pouring back into us, making yeah. us feel filled. And... The problem with that, if, if we're just constantly pouring into ourselves and waiting for them to pour back into us, then the problem with this is that somebody or something is always going to be left empty yeah. or partial even. Yeah. And so if we look at this in this, in this right way, let's talk about our, our marriage for a moment. You know, one of the worst recipes for a marriage is when uh, we're relying on the other person person to be our source of life. Definitely. See, I, I love Megan and I desire Megan, um, but if I have this expectation that Megan is going to fill me and to meet that need in my life, I'm setting myself up and I'm even setting up our, our marriage and even our family up for failure. Yeah. She wasn't designed and she wasn't created to be my source of life. And so that's something that we have to really look at and examine in our in our our own household? Yeah. Am I pursuing my spouse to meet those needs and expectations even when they weren't designed to meet those needs and expectations yeah. in me? Yeah. If, if, we're, if we're looking at our kids as our kids to be our source of life, listen, I am a firm believer that children are a gift from God. He, yeah. you know, we have this privilege and this honor to raise up our, our children to know him and to change our world. Uh, and that's, I, I also think of it that they are still not the source of life yeah. for us. 
And we have this um, unspoken mindset that if our child is successful, then we've succeeded as a parent. Yeah. Or if I've, or if my my child has made a mistake or have made mistakes, then I've failed. Yeah. You know, as a parent, you know that I didn't do a good enough job in raising that. And I'm sure you know if you have kids or especially young kids and they make a scene at the local Walmart and <laughs> you're trying to discipline them there and you feel like everybody is turning their their head around giving you oh, the yeah. stank eye and judging you. Um, have you ever oh, felt that? Oh yes, <laughs> definitely. I I feel like. Part of you have probably seen me trying to deal with my kids in public when they're having meltdowns. So, yeah, it can be really easy when, when we're relying on our kids to be our source of life to let that determine whether we have failed as a human or, yeah. or whether we have succeeded, whether we can get them to sleep through the night or whether they can behave really well when we're out to eat. You know, but ultimately, that's our kids aren't the source exactly. of our life, and that's important to remember that. Yeah. And, and something that I've always struggled with a little bit is, is the social media cup, mm. you know, kind of just running to that as a way to cope with different things, running to social media or the news to kind of get by. And, and the issue with social media and the news is that it's just constant. It is 24-7. It, like, you can never fill it. The more you pour into it, the more it's just going to keep sucking out, you know. Social media, news, it sucks the living life out of us. It's just, it's all the time. It's a part of who we are. You know, we don't even leave the house without our phone. If we, if we do, we feel like that we're not fully dressed and we have to run home and get it. It's at that place where we don't even go to the bathroom without taking our phone with yeah. us and checking social media and checking the news. And, and that constant being on social media, checking the news, seeing what's going on, that's not healthy for us. Yeah. And I don't think we were designed to, to be like that. And not that it's wrong to, no. to be informed and look at the news and post a cute picture of your family on social media. That's not bad. But when we're just constantly pouring ourselves into that, that's where the trouble is. Yeah. And, and I... You know, I think, you know, Hebrews 12. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. I, 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 I love that passage Definitely. of Scripture. Um, but ha and it's how, how it talks about to throw off everything yeah. that hinders you. Yeah. And the sin that so easily entangles. Yeah. And I think that le leads us to another cup. And I, I like to kind of look at this cup as the hidden cup. Because this is the cup that we can all recognize as the most draining. Mm. It doesn't give back. Mm. You know? It's the cup that, you know, maybe we're hiding a shopping addiction. Mm. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to hide from our spouses all the Amazon boxes in our garage. Mm. Or maybe it's the, this is a really hard season that we're in, and we've had a lot more drinks than we like to admit. Mm. Or maybe it's we've turned to pornography, and we've always been addicted to pornography, and that we've been too shameful to ask for help in this time of need. Mm. You know, a lot of us have that whatever, that hidden cup that we just don't want anybody to discover and don't want anybody to find. Mm. And that's, th that's the thing with the hidden cup is that we recognize it's the most draining because yeah. it never gives back life. It's right. always going to give back guilt. It's always going to give back shame. It's always going to give back isolation from the people that care about us the most and want the best for us. Yeah. When we pursue things above God, they're never going to fill us. They're always going to drain us. Yeah, that's right. And that's why we have to stop pouring into other people and other things and expecting those things to fill us back. Right. Because, it, it, again, we're always going to come back empty. Yeah. If there's anything that you walk away from today, if there's anything that, that uh, you can share with your spouse or share with your family, um, it's this. Jesus is our source of life. 
Yeah. Not our spouse, not our kids, not our work, not the things that we do. Right. Jesus is our source of, of our life, not for you, fill in the blank. Yeah. Megan, I love Megan. She is my wife. She has been uh, the, the rock. Yeah. Yes, Jesus is our, our, our rock. We're built, our marriage is built on him. But she has been a rock and to continue to keep us leading our family uh, by pursuing Christ first. I love her and I desire her, but Megan, Jesus is my source, not you. I love my kids. I love my boys, David and Duke. They're a handful, but they also create a lot of joy for us. Mm-hmm. But Jesus is my source of life, mm-hmm. not them. We, we love our, our job here at, at Abundant Life Church, and we are so thankful for the privilege that we have to, yeah. to, to meet the people that we do and to be able to do life with the people that we do. And as much as we love it, Jesus is my source of life, not right. my job here. That's so right. it, we, we see in 1 John four fifteen to 16, it says, If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. Mm-hmm. And I want you to listen to this next verse. And so we know and rely. Yeah. We rely, we rely on the love that God has for us. Yeah. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in them. See, you can't have a kingdom-minded mindset if Jesus is only a part of your life. And we fool ourselves when we say, well, yeah, Jesus is our life, but, you know, if Jesus is just part of our lives and we think that that's good enough. Mm -hmm. Jesus wants to be our everything. And there's a difference in having Jesus as a part of your life and Jesus being your everything, your whole life. That's so true. Yeah. Is he the one that is filtering everything that is coming in and out of your heart? Mm. Is, is, is Jesus, is he truly the one that's leading us in how we speak to our family and to our friends and to the world around us? Yeah. We know in this, in this time that we're living in right now, there is chaos. Yeah. There, there, there are people that are searching for answers. And in a, in a culture that is searching for truth and searching for answers, we can be the ones to bring hope and light because Jesus is our source of life. Yeah, that's right. God can do more in your moment than we could ever do in human effort in a lifetime. Yeah, that's right. So I think of this, you know, how can we look at this practically? What, yep. That's great and all, but what does this mean for me? And I think the first step in in figuring out and trying to create that kingdom-minded household is first looking at our own heart. What is the position of my heart? Is my heart aligned with God? Am I far from God? Am I near to him? Before before we even tackle leading our family and, and, and what that looks like, we need to make sure that we're healthy and that we're right with him. And I love the, the illustration of, you know, if you've ever been on an airplane before, the flight attendants always start before we take off. They always start going through all the list of safety precautions. They always go through what we would do if there was ever an emergency to happen. And whenever they talk about the part, what to do when the oxygen masks come down from overhead, they always say to first put your mask on and then help everyone else around yeah. you. And why is that? It's not because, you know, you're more important than anyone else. 
It's because you need to make sure you're receiving oxygen right. before you can help other people. Right. You need to make sure you're connected to the life-giving so oxygen before you're able to help other people because otherwise you're going to be no good. Yeah. You're not going to be able to help anybody because you will be struggling. Yeah. And that's so true with, with our heart. We need mm -hmm. to make sure that our heart is aligned with God. We need to make sure we're allowing him to fill us first, primarily before anything else, because out of the overflow of our heart, mm. then we can pour yes. into other people. Yeah. Otherwise, we're just running on fumes and we're giving and we're giving and there's nothing left to give because we haven't looked to him first to fill us. Amen. Amen. And so the second thing that we want to encourage you to do is to identify the people or the things that you've been going to as your source of life and then to do this. Break up with them. Yeah. Seriously. Well, kind of. Uh, listen, <laughs> I, I don't want you to like separate from your spouse yeah. or or break up with your girlfriend, or you know, quit your job because you know the pastor just told us I need to break up with them. You know, yeah. um, he, here's what we ultimately mean: in your heart, yeah, if you've allowed a person or a thing to take the place in your life that was ultimately created for God, then that is the red flag to say, you know what, Jesus, I'm going to fix my eyes on you. I'm going to pursue you as my source of life, and yeah. not this. And yeah. see, here's the thing: you had. I would encourage you, say out loud, Jesus, you're my source of life, not my work. Jesus, yeah. you're my source of life, not my kids. And I know that may feel a little ridiculous, but I'm, I, I really am a firm believer that if we uh, take the steps in actually applying and mm -hmm. living this out, we're actually making the progress to move forward. Yeah, exactly. You know, I know we're living in a really uneasy time right now, but what a perfect time to seek God. What a perfect time to ask him, God, are, are you the king of my heart? Have I yeah. put other things above you? Is there things that have more authority in my life than you are? And I want to encourage you, seek him, ask him, because he will answer. You might not like the answer that he gives you, but yep. he will answer you when you seek him with your whole heart. You know, we don't need to be afraid because yeah. he is the one who is faithful when we are not. Right. He is the beginning. He is the end, yep. the alpha, the omega. He is the constant that never changes. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the one that we can turn to, our rock and our fortress and our salvation. That's right. You know, in times when fear and depression and isolation can so easily take hold of us, it's important that we turn to God first, the yeah. one who brings us peace. So put down the phone because that's yep. not going to bring you peace unless right. you're looking at your Bible app or something. Put down the phone. Put on the worship music. Seek God first. And I promise you, there'll be a difference in the way you approach these issues that we're Absolutely. facing. So here's what we want to encourage you. Um, you know, as a family or, or, or at, with, maybe with friends or maybe just some wise counseling people in your life, you know, just begin to, to ask, you know, am I pursuing Jesus as my source of yeah. life? And maybe, you know, we, we talked about a few things here today. If you're struggling with addiction or if you're struggling with uh, depression because you're being isolated or yeah. if you just really feel that fear has just been consuming you in mm -hmm. this time, we want to encourage you to reach out uh, yeah. and we want to pray with you. You, you, can, you can reach out through the chat right now or you can reach out by leaving a comment or you can reach out by contacting the church. But we want to let you know it's like we're here with yeah. you. We're, yeah. you know, God, God hasn't abandoned you in this time. God is with you every step of the way. That's right. And, and we want you know that you have a, a, a family of God that wants to surround you yeah. and let you know that God has the very best waiting for you. That's and maybe today it's like you haven't uh, taken that step to ask Jesus to be your source of life, as in you haven't asked Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. 
we'd like to be able to connect with you too and, and be able to take that step, that next step in pursuing the very best life that God has laid out for you. Yeah. It's not always going to look easy. It's not always going to feel easy. But I guarantee that is the best life that God has for us because he created us to do life with him. That's right. So we're going to get ready to pray. And I just, again, we want to encourage you, ask those questions. Yeah. You know, who or what has been your source of life? Mm-hmm. If it hasn't been Jesus, then who do you need to break up with? Mm-hmm. What do you need to break up with? Yeah. To make, to make room for Jesus to be walking in the position in your life as the ultimate source. That's right. For God to be your ultimate authority. And if they're with your family, what I would encourage, ask yourselves, are we together? Are we seeking a kingdom-minded household? Are we living with a kingdom-minded mindset? Not just to lead one another, but to lead those around us as yeah. well. Would you join us in prayer? Would you bow your heads? Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for who you are. And we thank you for this opportunity, Lord, just to know you more and to experience you more, God. Lord, to walk in these truths. You are the Alpha and the Omega. You are the first and the last. You are all-knowing and all-powerful. You are the King of kings. You are the Lord of lords. Lord, you are the great I Am. And God, if we have not put you as our ultimate source, that ultimate authority in our lives. God, we ask for forgiveness. Lord, we, we, we step back and we make the, 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 the transition in saying, God, be my power. Be my love. Be my hope. Jesus, would you be my source of life? Yes, God. Not just in times of crisis, or, or when times get rough and bad. But God, in every season of my life, will you be my source to help lead my spouse or maybe even my future spouse, my kids, my family, my friends, the people that I work with, people that I will encounter both presently and in the future. God, will you help me to lead them to know you and to find that hope in you? God, we thank you, Lord. that you have made yourself available for us to know you and to live as you being our source of life, God. Yes, God. We thank you, we praise you, and we give you this day in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.